a healthy you, and music too. It's Rhyme and Reason 454. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're here. Hey there, how you doing? Uh, Tony here. And I'm going to do a wonderful show for you today. Oh, shoot, Tony, I can't do this, man. Uh, you come over and do your own show. Everybody give it up for Tony. Tony of the Rhyme and Reason Podcast. Well, thanks, Guido. I appreciate that. Thanks for being here today. And thank you for listening. For those of you tuning in, I appreciate you being there. It's awesome. And, um, hey, Guido, we'll, we'll do that thing tonight, okay? All right. Uh, back to, the, to the, uh, what we're talking about here, to the topic of the day. Um, I'm going to, as you heard, I'm going to be talking about music and health and you, and this is going to be a little bit longer format than what you're normally used to. I'm going to kind of combine some things that I've been writing in the past about 10 days, talking about music and health and different ways that, uh, sound benefits and, and that sort of thing. And I, I was reading the other day about how people 65 and over tend to fall down more. You know, and I looked at that and what? Because we ain't getting any younger over here. So there's actually a Harvard Health publishing report from back in, I think it was 2011, that said one of every three senior citizens suffers at least one fall during the course of a year. They didn't say the course of their life. They said a course of a year. It's like, hmm. One in three, man. So if you're standing around with two other senior citizens, you can look at each other and go, which one of us is going to fall? Well, anyway, the report included a little bit of interesting and encouraging information about music and movement. And fortunately, I don't have to be concerned with any of this for at least another, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. But anyway, uh, music and movement, obviously, or apparently, ain't all in your head if you've been thinking that there's something to it. And in recent, I think in recent episodes, but certainly on TonyFunderberg.com, I've been sharing some information about how music and even the vibrations from it can do amazing things for you and your health, especially for your mental well-being. But better mental and emotional health aren't the only benefits of more music in your life. It might also keep you from falling. So, you know, if you're standing around with a couple other senior citizens, you can say, it ain't going to be me, okay? That same Harvard Health report said there was a study of 134 men and women, 65 and older, who were at risk of falling. They studied these people. And now keep in mind, these were people who didn't have any major issues with walking. They could get around just fine. Half the volunteers were taught how to walk and move to the rhythm of songs. I don't have to be taught that. I got rhythm. I tell you, I got the rhythm. But the other half just did their usual routines. Uh, They didn't have uh, this this, uh, teaching of, you know, how to walk around to the rhythm of music. So after only six months, the music movers could move around better and had better balance than the people who hadn't changed their routines. And apparently, the music group, it said, fell 54% fewer times. Now, that's a key thing there. It didn't say they stopped falling, but it said they did fall 54% fewer times. That's their numbers. 
I don't think I would have written it that, like that. It's kind of on the negative side. I would have said stood up or didn't fall, <laughs> you know, however much that would be, 46%. I don't know. Uh, so I guess, you know, there's still some falling, but, you know, if you're sedentary, apparently there's going to be a lot more of that going on. And a side benefit of music and moving is that it apparently improves the mobility of people dealing with Parkinson's disease. You may have seen Michael J. Fox and uh, I believe Muhammad Ali. These guys were dealing and are dealing with Parkinson's. And so listening to music can help with that. Now, of course, as a lifelong musician myself, I love to, to learn about how, you know, so many hidden benefits and potential benefits there are that you can just, uh, to listening to, and, and then also playing and moving to music. But so many of the studies and reports that I read about include some sad sentences. That's what I call them. They'll say things like, we're not sure why this is happening, or science is only scratching the surface on how this could occur. And the saddest lines are more like, did our evolutionary ancestors know about dancing and health? Ay, ay, ay. Our evolutionary ancestors didn't exist, by the way. Music is like the rest of human existence. It's part of an amazingly complex design from an infinitely brilliant designer. And if that's not true, then I'm just a silly fool who's liable to fall down any minute. But if it is true, and it is, I'll be dancing and singing forever in the place where all music began. And even with a crown, I'm never falling down. Trusting God is my master plan. All right, I'm going to move on now to cognitive function. The blank slate, Einstein's static universe, the planet Vulcan, evolution, and what do all these have in common? Well... They're all famous theories, and they've all been debunked. And another one, maybe not quite as famous, might be debunked too. But for now, it seems to be true. I'm talking about how music improves cognitive function. That's what I was talking about there. Well, can it actually do that? Can music actually do it? Well, if it does, I'd have to say a huge amount of people on social media aren't listening to music. They don't have much cognitive function. But maybe that's not the best place for research, social media, you know, even though it is the source of all truth. Mm, Let's see. Let's get back to the point. First, what is cognitive function? Okay, basically, it's your brain's capacity for tasks like learning and thinking and reasoning and remembering and problem solving. And some researchers at the University of California in Irvine, studied what they called the Mozart effect on a person's brain. Because it's been discovered that um, I have amazing mathematical abilities. I mean, oops, sorry. Uh, They've discovered how many musicians have unusual mathematical abilities. So, you know, same difference. Anyway, those researchers did a test on three groups of empty-headed people, uh, I mean uh, college students, and first they tested their IQ, and they did a comparison. One group had spent 10 minutes in silence before the test, and another spent that time listening to a relaxation tape. Please go quietly into that warm and fuzzy place. And then the third group listened 
to a Mozart piano sonata. Yeah, the Mozart listeners were the winners. You know, spoiler alert, I'm just getting right to the chase there. And their scores consistently went up when compared to the others. Holy Amadeus, Batman! That's pretty cool! Yeah, and uh, they did other comparisons. But each time, Mozart's music won. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the researchers, they came up with a theory that listening to music, quoting them, helps organize the firing of nerve cells in the right half of the cerebral cortex. Some people say cerebral, cerebral, cerebral. Anyway, I recently talked on TonyFunderberg.com about some other benefits of healthy neurons, and I believe listening to more complex music gives your brain a, a much better workout. And that's probably why I have, I mean, I mean, so many musicians have those unusual mathematical abilities. And just to be clear, this isn't a brain fix thing. In other words, you can't just listen to Mozart and become brilliant. The research also showed that the effect might be somewhat temporary. But you certainly won't be stupider by listening to that kind of music. And the benefits of exercise are always temporary. The Bible even says that. That's why you got to keep exercising, right? So if you're looking for a way to build up your brain muscles, consider a little Mozart muscle music. Or even better, try some music from my favorite composer, Ludwig von Beethoven. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll see you at the musical gym sometime. Working out my brain as I sing a song's refrain makes me smarter, or at least that's how it seems. So I'll just sing my tunes mornings, evenings, afternoons, and I'll solve some math equations in my dreams. Yeah, that's my little rhyme to come up, you know, to add into the cognitive function part. Now I'm going to move on to calming down. Are you a little bit stressed, or maybe even a lot, by so much of what's going on in the world right now? I mean, it can be pretty stressful to see so many polar opposite opinions of what's going on and how to solve the problems. So a lot of people turn to drugs to help them ease the stress. But what if you could calm down and carry on without using drugs and without all those possible side effects? Okay, well, stay tuned because I have a suggestion. Here it is. Maybe music can help you calm down and be up. Now, of course, I'm biased when it comes to music. I admit that. As a lifelong musician, I've seen and felt its almost medicinal benefits. And there's nothing more uplifting to me than experiencing what I call the birth of a new song. And I've been doing that lately. As a matter of fact, I've hatched a whole litter of new songs in the past couple of months. Don't know if that's the way I ought to say it, but, you know, things come out. So I know my bias is going to show through any time I share anything about the health benefits of music. I know that's going to happen. So that doesn't mean I'm always right about all of this or that I'm sharing everything that is absolute truth. That's not what this is about. But I do believe wholeheartedly that there are awesome health benefits in music. But, you know... I can say that it doesn't mean that I'm right, but it also doesn't mean I'm wrong. It just means I want the information to be true, and, and being a music, musician might skew my view a little bit, but only a little, I believe. 
Not to the point of telling lies. I'm not going to lie to you about, you know, hey, you listen to music and this is going to happen and you're going to thank me later. No, I'm not going to do that. All right. Now, all that being said, what's this whole music and stress connection? Well, let's say you maybe have to go to the doctor because you've been having kidney or bladder problems and your doctor says he's going to have to operate to alleviate your pain. So what happens the minute you hear you need that kind of an operation? Yep, exactly. Your heart rate, your blood pressure, they go up. But you know you don't want to keep dealing with all that pain, you know, kidney pain and bladder pain and all that kind of stuff in your gut and everything. That can be excruciating. So, you know, you just agree, you sign the form, and you schedule the operation. And then the day of the surgery arrives and you're prepped, and you're ready, and they will you into the operating room. And as your doctor smiles at you and explains the first steps, you notice he has earbuds in his ears. And he sees you looking, and he says, Hope you don't mind. I'm going to listen to Beethoven while I operate. It keeps me calm. Well, how could you mind, right? Anything that helps your surgeon stay calm and do the best job possible sounds like the right thing. But then, let's say that your surgeon tells you, Oh, and uh, we're going to give you some headphones, too, so you can listen to the same music. And we'll keep you awake during the operation. Sound good? Wait a minute. Headphones? Music? Uh, How about some anesthesia, Doc? Now, relax. Of course, we'll administer anesthesia, but we won't need to use as much of the supplementary intravenous sedation because the music is going to help calm you down. Okay, Let's say that scenario happened. Would you go for it? I would. Because research shows patients who need an operation and who listen to music need less calming medication. And believe me, the less medication that you put into your body, the better. The less meds you're on, the faster your body can, back, can get back to work on its natural ability to heal. And your body does have that natural ability unless you're messing it up with your lifestyle and your food choices, etc. Plus, music helps to lower blood pressure and heart rate, and it even helps boost immunity. I mean, how cool is that? Even as it lowers the stress hormone, adrenaline, in your blood, music can do all those things, lower your blood pressure and heart rate and boost immunity, and lower adrenaline in your blood. So, um... It can help lower what's called cytokine or cytokine, however you want to say that, interleukin-6. And those are small proteins that can promote inflammation. And inflammation is something you don't want going on, especially before, during, or after any kind of operation or surgery. Now, keep in mind, I'm not talking about just any run-of-the-mill music. After all, how calm are you going to be during your operation if they blast some heavy metal or hip-hop into your head. No, professionals will know your health and well-being are going to require the good stuff. Beethoven or Mozart or Haydn, at least some Rachmaninoff, you know, something like Debussy. I mean, it's going to take the good stuff. But, you know, don't wait till you need an operation to find out how well this works. Calm yourself down today. Music is an awesome way. Make your day go right and sleep better at night. That's what good doctors say. 
All right, that's calming down with music. And now it's time to get you hooked up to a brain-computer interface. All right, bring it on in here, boys. Apparently, there's a way to connect a computer to your brain and possibly help control your feelings. And I know, I know what you're saying right off. Where can I get me one of those, Tony? Right? That's what you're asking. I know it. Well, I know it sounds a little weird, but you can actually buy a brain-computer interface. Yeah. Now, I found one for sale online, and before you pile on your little clever remarks, I wasn't looking for a brain-computer interface. Because my brain is already computer enough for me, and I'm an eternally loyal customer of the manufacturer. So, no, that wasn't it. I saw an article about connecting brains and computers, and it said this could be, quoting them, a first step towards new brain-driven music therapies by enabling a better understanding of the relationship between our emotions and what happens in our brain as we listen to music. That's what they said. And the same article described it as a new form of neural technology that's able to interface directly between our brain and music. Hey, that's pretty darn cool. Maybe it works. And maybe it's just a pathway to mind control from Big Brother. (laughs) I doubt that. One book on the subject calls it Cognitive Analysis and Control Applications. And the acronym might tell you the right story. Think of that. Cognitive Analysis and Control Applications. See what that acronym is, and uh, you'll get my jab. Anyway, but whether or not it's true... Right now, let's just imagine this. Let's say you're a person who deals with depression on a daily basis. I've heard those people do exist, by the way. And let's say you hook up your brain to a tiny computer you can wear, maybe on your head or your arm. And let's say that tiny computer can monitor your EEG, and it detects when you start feeling depressed. Now, what if that computer could generate some appropriate music to make you feel happier. Wouldn't that be great? And are you ready to get yours? Sorry, I'm not an affiliate for any of the interfaces like that, so I don't have a link to share with you, and you should probably do a lot more research on your own. I'm just putting it out there for your consideration. And, of course, I'm a firm believer in the power of music to help with depression and lots of other ailments, too. Because I'm a personal friend of the music manufacturer, like I already mentioned, and his warranty beats any others anywhere. In fact, it beats them all put together. A brain-computer interface might put a smile upon your face, but it won't last unless you know the place where you can always go for happiness beyond compare. And I recommend you start there. All right. That does it for this episode of Rhyme and Reason, Music and Health and You. And until next time, this is Tony, brought to you by TonyFunderberg.com, reminding you that life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme and-